Hey! Welcome to Film Friends. I'm your host, Jordan Smith. And with me, as always, co-host, Kate Eingorn. Hello. And uh, the beach bum himself, Matt Bailey. I guess you could have said Matthew McConaughey, right? Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. All right. That Is was it? a nice joke within a joke. <laughs> uh, Yo, I'm on fire today, guys. So just okay. get get ready for the jokes. But okay. um, just for the listeners who tuned in last week, Bailey's still down in Florida. Still a Florida man down there. Um. How's the sunshine state, bro? Um, it rained all weekend. <laughs> so oh. It's not as sunny as everyone thought, you know? Mm, but you know what? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yep. Mm. Mm, all right. I had my shot. Anyways, episode 130. Mm. Damn. We did it. We're here. Mm. Um. So if we're looking at 130 BC, you got uh, King Ptolemy the Eighth murders Ptolemy Memphites, <laughs> who was the puppet ruler of Cleopatra. Damn. Ooh, the puppet. puppet. So who knew? Cle- First off, who knew Cleopatra was a puppet? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are great. Uh, the the ghost the in the one. studio. I can't wait to get him in here. He'll <laughs> he'll back me up. Um, what else is going on? Pacuvius died, guys. <laughs> oh no. He was what about a, Adrian. Um, not yet. It's 130 BC. Hold your uh, horses, bro. Um, Pacuvius was a Roman tragic poet, so he was just so tragic. He was born in 220. Um, and then Chen Zhao was disposed, deposed as <coughs> empress for witchcraft, which is kind of dope, actually. He might have been disposed, too. Yeah. <laughs> disposed, deposed, you know. Um, Let's get into that. Eight but eight. an empress for witchcraft. I love that. Sounds like a sounds like a metal band. All right. Here we go. 130 A.D. Without even looking, I bet we have some uh, Hadrian stuff going on. Um, Okay. A law is passed in Rome banning the execution of slaves without a trial. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Oh, there's some Hadrian. All right. We got it. I'll give the listeners what they want. Hadrian hunting boar. What? Oh, okay. They start making art of Hadrian around this time. So there's Hadrian hunting boar uh, and sacrificing to Apollo, which is a famous sculpture that's made. Um, and he also visits the cities of Petra and Garassa. He loves to visit. He travels. So he, so he's still traveling. They're making statues. They're, you know, Hadrian is in his prime right now. Um. Even a triumphal arch is made for him. Oh. So, um, and his his villa, the mm-hmm. Canopus, is starting to be built. So, 
So really, we're in the we're in the throes of Hadrian's reign here. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all we have for history. Um, mm. So, with that being said, um, one thing I just want to shout out. I want to shout out Zoom. This week we're trying Zoom out, um, and we could finally see each other. It feels good. Feels good to see Bailey. Haven't seen him in a while. What's up, guys? Um, and it also feels so, so good to see the guest we have in our virtual studio today. He is maybe the ultimate fan favorite. I don't know. Have we ever done a poll? I think we did in the past. I'm not no, sure. No, we've, we've discussed it. Um, but uh, he it, he's a fan favorite in, in our hearts. <laughs> and our biggest fan. And our biggest fan. And... He's probably held the most titles on the podcast. He's a true film friend, one of our best friends, Mr. Mike Paulshock. Welcome back, Mike. What's up? Dude, it's been, it's as they say, it's been a hot minute. Yeah, it's been a very hot minute. Um, I do think there was a poll run at one point, and I don't think it got the results that I would have liked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've... Well, maybe there was. <laughs> I think the people were over over Mike Balshock being on the podcast. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's fine. I get it. Yo, but you know what? On the boards, they've been demanding you to come back. So you're back. Oh, cool. Fuck the haters. <laughs> I think if they saw you eat the microphone like we just saw you eat the microphone, I think they would all want to hear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they oh, could yeah. only see you now, bro. Mm-hmm. If we could only see you. Yeah, so it's... Um, it's <laughs> It's been uh, for the podcast's sake. It's we haven't seen you in months, maybe. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. probably since like the holiday months. So <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh yeah, last time Mike was on was December. Literally saw Mike in person yesterday, <laughs> but <laughs> um, but <laughs> don't want to pull the court curtain back too much. But I do want to ask you the the typical question that I guess everybody's been asking you, but with a little bit of a twist. So how's your quarantine been in your movie life? I've been consuming a lot of movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been pretty busy. Um, not, all, not all are good, I will say. Not all movies that are made are good. I don't know if you guys knew that. It's um, true. Yo, I disagree. I think everything has merit. There, yeah, okay, that's a good... You could glean something from every movie, maybe, but... Uh, Except for one of the movies we might review today, or, well, that we're definitely going to review. I, yeah, I, press me to find something good, I don't know, but we'll save it. Um, I will, I'll press you. Uh, but what's what What are you into right now? I know you usually go through some phases, some research. What, what are you into <laughs> right now? That's interesting. I've been watching, like, Tough Guy 70 movies. Like, I feel like a lot of, like, 70s... Have you seen like Parallax View or like like I guess like Chinatown would kind of fall into that oh, okay, category yeah, yeah. a little bit or like yeah. Three Days of the Condor like those kind of like crime one man against the whole establishment kind of movies. Dude, I saw you watching Five Easy Pieces. That's exactly that's one of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched one. They all kind of have the same name, but I watched one that was pretty good recently. I watched Shampoo. That's not quite that. Um. The Long Goodbye is very good. I'd mm. watch that one. Interesting. Hey, Elliot speaking Gould of shampoo, movie. your hair looks good. Oh, thanks. It's <laughs> it's sweaty. <laughs> it does look good. I still back that length. 
Thank you. Yeah, it's getting a little it's getting a little long or short. Like it's it's between lengths for me right now, but you know, it's fine. I'll, I'll deal with it. Bailey, I hate to call you out, but you did this to me one time, so uh, revenge karma is a bitch. <laughs> Question revenge <mark>. karma. <laughs> revenge karma is uh I haven't seen your hair in a long time. The last couple of times we've FaceTimed, you've been wearing a cap, so uh I don't know, bro. Here it comes. Did you Ooh. Ooh. You should have never done that because Bailey has has good hair. Yeah. And for the listeners, he's got he's oh, got he's impeccable got that hair. Emo he's got the emo over on. the eye hair. Has the has the beard been discussed on previous pods? Uh we went live a couple weeks ago and people were popping off about the beard. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my live- God. Bailey, your hair is so emo. Thanks. Um going on i guess it's like month like three or four without a cut so it's uh it's getting long dude you look great and and visually just for the listeners if i had to describe it it's kind of like a little nicky vibe right now mm-hmm. yeah i would agree with that um yeah I'm well cool, cool. to talk um, about uh, to talk about two other movies that i saw recently that were pretty cool that stand out um one that i probably the most recent one that i watched is a jamie lee curtis movie the movie that Halloween. Catherine Bigelow, no, that's one of them, but uh, <laughs> the movie that Catherine Bigelow made before she made Point Break, it's called uh, Blue Steel, and Jamie Lee Curtis plays a police officer in New York City who's like wrongly convicted of murdering somebody. Uh, like they don't believe her. She's a police person and she like uh, shot a victim. No, she shot a perp. I, I don't know. What you, whatever. She killed the bad guy and no one believed her. Bro, did you just spoil it for us? <laughs> No, that's the that's the intro. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, better or worse than um, Blue Streak? I've actually never seen Blue Streak, but I'm a big Martin Lawrence fan, so that's probably a strike against me. Yes, it is. Is it better <laughs> or worse than Blue Velvet? Oh, so different. <laughs> what about yeah. Blue Dabadita? Ooh, that's un- that. untoppable, untoppable. Yeah, so I I know we're not grinding our gears yet, but I'm gonna I'm trying to. I might do a hot take right now, speaking of Blue Velvet. And we have, like, I feel like you're into David Lynch, Mike, so I kind of want you to win me over. I okay. recently watched Mulholland Drive. Yo, didn't like it for a second. Ooh, okay. I mean, that's one that I don't really back too much. That's like a, I feel like a lot of people view that as, like, almost his masterwork, but yeah, it's not. it's yeah. not my favorite thing. Yeah, so uh, on Letterboxd, I went on the reviews and just, like, people are like, this, if you ever had to watch just one movie, like, forever, this is it. And I'm just like, there's no way I would ever watch this movie again, I don't think. Unless somebody won me over on, like, uh, why they like it. I can't even really try to win you over on it because I don't feel super strongly about it. But it's, I mean, I guess that is his, like, that's the most purely, like, straight ahead david lynch thing where it's like purely his vision i guess so yeah i think people back it for that reason interesting i gotta say i haven't seen it but i love the cover and it seems out of all of like david lynch things i feel like it'd be the most up my alley yeah i mean mean, justin thoreau's cool in it i like him in it it's very like la too it's like on mulholland dress so it's like it gets that whole la noir kind of feel to it Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Um, but the other movie that I watched recently that I thought was really great was Strozek, that, uh, Werner Herzog movie. It's like Mm -hmm. a comedy, but it's like a really, 
I don't know. It's impossible to describe. It's really good. It's in German. So I started taking German lessons on Duolingo afterward again, which I thought was kind of like a, a weird <laughs> thing to take away from it. But do you have it was really a, good. Do you have anything you could say to the listeners in German? Uh, Hallo, ich heiße Mike Mikhail. Oh. That means hello, I'm Michael. It sounded like you said uh, your name twice. <laughs> yeah, I did. Sure. <laughs> Mike Michael. Nice. Um, well, if... You're out there and you have Letterbox and you don't follow Mike. Follow him right now because uh, he's probably one of my favorite follows on there. Well, thanks. Um, always staying busy. Always funny reviews. Um, trying to do the Lord's work. Yeah, you are doing the Lord's work. Um, <laughs> Kate, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Um, I said nothing to uh, to add to that. Yeah, dude, Mike's talking about all these movies before we were born. Who nearly knows? <laughs> you asked? Okay, first off, <laughs> I mean, you know, I just want to know. the year you were born or a year after. <laughs> I just want to know if Werner Herzog said, bring me the baby. <laughs> he wasn't in it. He directed it. <laughs> yeah, but did he say, bring me the baby? <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's a good point. At one hour and 20 minutes, he pops up and says, bring me the baby, and then pops back. <laughs> it's kind of confusing. But... He pops up like right in front of the camera from behind it. <laughs> and then yep. he tells everyone it was the most beautiful thing he's ever seen. Yeah, I want to see that a director do that move. Just like pop their head up right in front of the camera as they're filming. <laughs> that seems like an M. Night <laughs> move. Yo, I have a question about M. Night. Um, do you think he's seen any of my tweets? Doubtful. Yo, they get a lot of play whenever I tweeted them. Like, like I don't want to say, uh, maybe okay. like 30 likes and like a few comments every time. Like, This is what I think. I think he Googles his own name or like searches it in Twitter. And then when he's scrolling, he's like, ah, and then he, that's it. That's what he does. Wait a second. <laughs> Wait, yeah, hang on. <laughs> Can he just look at his Twitter? <laughs> he has. He definitely one. He definitely has an intern for his Twitter. Yeah, I don't think he does. Yeah, okay. I don't okay. think. I don't think M Night. I oh, there's you, such a part of me that wants like. I don't think he. I think that's him. That's a good social media intern. Is what that is. I've seen him at the Sixers games on his phone. So that Jordan has that microscope <laughs> that he brings, so he could see. He's probably tweeting. Um, I, know, do you think every famous person just uses an intern for their Twitter? Not every, but like, think of the shit he has to worry about on a daily basis. And I'm pretty sure Twitter is pretty far down there. Or is it his? thing that he it's like his vice that he loves it and it gives him reprieve from his job here's him i think a vice is a bad thing (laughs) yeah yo he doesn't have that many 189k isn't like (laughs) well i don't think that the follower count correlates to whether they're the person using it or not if it's like a big corporate like do you think ronald mcdonald runs mcdonald's twitter i think that's an unfair comparison (laughs) (laughs) hold up (laughs) no go ahead go ahead so, how many Ronald McDonalds are there in the world? Just the one. Yeah, I've never seen Ronald McDonald. You're lucky. He's like, scary. I've seen him as statues at McDonald's and like maybe on some of their merchandise, but like I've never seen him. I've never seen him. <laughs> Bigfoot. What are you? What are you hoping to achieve with this argument? <laughs> Have you guys seen him? <laughs> 
You know, I don't think I have. <laughs> he's also yeah. like eighty-five yeah, million a, years old. Yeah, he's fake. He's a finsta. Um, <laughs> he's a finsta. I was gonna say, Jordan, yeah, how old are you? Twitter, as of like forty minutes ago, they're gonna start fact-checking you, bro. So be careful. Yeah, <laughs> they're okay, fact-checking the president. <laughs> are they really? Yeah, they. So he tweeted, not to get po- political. We don't. We don't choose a side on here. But uh, he was tweeting Gary about. Johnson. Mail-in, <laughs> mail-in ballots uh, are going to be fraudulent. People are going to steal them out of the mailboxes. That's right. Yeah. And Twitter, like, f- like essentially flagged it and put a little warning under his tweet, saying like, "Click here to get actual fact, like fact check this." Yeah, that's fucked up for him to say. I mean, whatever, oh, dude. That's like, I, it's real <laughs> fucked up. But like, up. he's been fucked up saying some fucked up stuff for like two years i thought you were gonna say that he tweeted something out about male or demons <laughs> so do you think they'll fact check my tweets about like i'm scrolling back i said i said hey guys just letting you know that nothing gets by an auric do you think they'd fact check that <laughs> yeah. do you think anything gets by an auric yeah, you might get flagged dude that's fine i i you know what i support it do you think they'll fact check my, my tweet that says this is my twitter phone <laughs> I'll be like, that's not your Twitter phone, man. <laughs> um, yo, well, here, I'm going to start a personal corner for myself. We haven't done a personal corner in a while. Hell yeah. I, uh, I started a Twitter the other day, and it hmm. lasted about 10 hours, and then I deactivated it. What, okay, what was the impetus, and what was your tweet, and like, what, what happened in that uh, 10 hours? Well, the field the I'm getting into career-wise <laughs> is like... They push for you to be on Twitter and it's how you network and stuff like that. So, or it's a good thing to have. So I was like, ah, well, maybe I'll give in to the, I'll suck it up. And I just hated it. I hated every second of it. So I deleted it. What did you hate? Like, you don't, you choose what you see mostly. It's a good point. Yeah, but you can search things. Well, too much misinformation. That's true. So I tried to curate it to like developers and tech stuff just so it's like, that's all I'm going to use it for. But then I felt the pressure to tweet, dude, and I crumbled under that pressure. Well, okay, if you had to tweet one thing, what would have been like hashtag DevOps rocks or something like that? Like... <laughs> yeah, coat. Yeah. Um, Did you say what's up with JavaScript? I was right? thinking about activating my old Twitter and saying, uh, "Yo, what did I miss?" Because I've been <laughs> off for like four years. That'd be good. That'd be years. good. You could have gotten some responses. Yeah. I would have thrown it a like. All right, cool. Maybe I'll do it. Um, if I haven't unfollowed you for my ratio, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that ratio. Dude. <laughs> but I will say, what did you... Um, I don't think... Did you answer the question about what you didn't like? Yeah, I what? crumbled under the pressure of trying to compose a tweet. <laughs> you could, Yo, you could just not tweet. He just didn't like oh, his a lurker. He's a lurker. Thing. I feel like... I'm already kind of a lurker in real life anyway. I don't want to be a lurker online, so. Ooh. Yeah. And you just didn't paint yourself in a very positive. Well, people who know me know I just kind of chill, so. Yeah. The real ones. How do you, um. Okay, my personal corner's over. I don't like it. Ooh. (laughs) This is why I had to get off Twitter. How do you you usually get your news? Do you, like, Google news? Dude, the personal corner's over. Google news. (laughs) I have a couple news outlet apps that I check every morning. Jordan reads the New York Times. And Fox News. I read both sides. 
That's important. Yeah. I'm not even fucking around. That's yeah, important. no, that's why I have like a couple different sources. I don't want to be like. They come They every morning. They knock on our door <laughs> and they deliver it from our sources. Anyways, personal corner is over. <laughs> Can I ask a quick question? You guys asked me what I've been into during quarantine movies. Just like a quick one from each of you, if that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like this. I like to turn the tables, uh, the tides, the tables. Dude, you're you're a host yourself. You know how to do it. I didn't watch one movie since last episode, besides the movies we had to watch. Cool. Um, uh, are you asking us what we've watched? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I wasn't paying attention. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you should be. <laughs> I watched. Uh, me and Bree watched The Naked Gun. Which and- one? Thirty-three and a third, or the first one? Just the first one because she has first one's the best and it's so good, so funny. The yeah, um, I I feel like we talked about this when we did the yeah we did it for the pod didn't we? I think we did Mr. Magoo and did we do Airplane or did we do Naked Gun? Naked Gun. gun. Okay, but yeah, Nord Nordberg. It's so good. Oh yeah. What about you, Jordan? Anything? Um, I'm not really on like a. You should tell them like what you saw. anything, really. <laughs> tell them what you saw. Boys. Oh, I watched Good Boys. I don't know. Uh, yo, did you like it? It was okay. It was fine. Yo, I yeah. love Jacob Tremblay. I love him. Tremblay. Dude, he's, the best boy. <laughs> he's like literally the best boy. But that yeah. movie was... I've, yo, I've been watching just all right movies. Like today I watched that movie Juliet Naked. Mm-hmm. Oh, was that good? It was... Just okay. Ethan Hawke's really good in it, but that's why I wanted to watch it. It's yeah, Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne's good too. Actually, the like, it's just okay. It's like an average. It's fine. And uh, oh, I watched Sisters by Brian De Palma. That movie was cool too. Um, okay. See the cover of it, and like, uh, I always wanted to watch it. It always seemed really cool. Yeah, it's kind of like those. Uh, what are those Italian horror movies, Mike Giallo? There you go. Yeah, it's like that type of influence first person yeah. yeah so it was cool but oh yeah honestly cool. we've been i know this is sacrilegious here but uh, we've been watching a lot of tv um mm. you can watch a movie on the tv that's, that's true <laughs> that's true that's true sometimes i like to leave it black and watch myself watching tv very oh. cool thank you very cool um but yeah all right well now that we're all caught up movie wise um I know I grinded some of my gears. Do you guys have any gears to grind before we hop in? I do. Ooh. I bought semi-permanent hair dye that was supposed to make my hair green and it didn't work. Oh, man. Can I try it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it might, might work better for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, what didn't work about it? Can we see it? Literally, <laughs> there's zero green in my hair. Are you supposed to like bleach it first before you put the green in? It's like semi-permanent for brown hair. Oh. Uh, so mm. there's no green in there. Was it green dye? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just yeah, there's sure that you not didn't get a, like orange. There's not a hint. I know my hair looks very orange. There's like not a hint of green anywhere. It's crazy. That's roached. <laughs> it is roached. I'm sad. I'm going to try again, but... It literally nothing happened to my head. It's really soft. Oh, so that there's helps. that. That's a great fine. conditioner. Mm-hmm. So I'm grinding that gear. I was really looking forward to my green hair. Nice. Oh. 
Well, you know, maybe you try a different brand or something. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it wasn't meant to be. Um, all righty. Anybody else? We good to go? I'm GTG. All right, GTG. Well, Michael, as the guest of honor. Um, we never call him Michael. I know. People have we, been calling me Michael Moore recently. I don't know why. Michael Moore. Michael Moore. <laughs> <laughs> they call me Michael Moore. <laughs> uh, I wonder why they're calling you that. Dude, you're wearing a lot of baseball caps, bro. Nah, I gained a little weight. Yeah. Mm. Hashtag quarantine 15. <laughs> um, cool. Well, yeah, I'm going to throw it over to you so you could uh, rip a solo on that guitar you have hanging in the back. And tell us who you chose this week and why. I'm going to start with the why. I've wanted to talk about Cloverfield for a long time, um, and it's the perfect time of year for Cloverfield because it takes place on March 22nd, so that would be like this week, basically. Um, and I uh, wanted to Hold up. Hold That's up. That's last week. March? It was uh, May. May 22nd. Okay. Sorry. Cool, cool. May okay. 22nd, um, just Paul Shock's birthday. My sister, shout out. Um, <laughs> I wanted to talk about either Mike Vogel um, or Odette Eustman, Odette Annabelle, because I think they're two people that have interesting highs and lows on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, so we chose Mike Vogel. I know that you guys will not forgive me for one of his for his first movie uh, that he ever acted in. Uh, but no, I, I don't know. I, he uh, he's an interesting actor, I guess. Maybe not. I have a couple questions. Yeah, go for it. Um, I want to talk about Cloverfield. That's why I chose. What do you <laughs> What do you have against Lizzie Kaplan? Nothing. She's just more of a TV actress, I feel. Mean hmm. Girls? That's that's a movie she's in, sure. Cloverfield? That's an amazing movie. <laughs> that's another movie she's in. <laughs> Continue. Um, and also, Mike Vogel, um, do you have uh, something against Supercross, his actual worst movie? No, I just I thought Grind would be an interesting one. It's it's definitely bad, right? Like can we can we can agree on that? Dude, straight up might be the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, Literally. I don't think it was that it's, bad. It's not that bad. You guys watched it under a different scope than everyone. It's it's fine. It's a fucking stupid. It like if you think about the time that it came out and all the jackass dudes that are in it, and all the skaters and stuff, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean it, it was, makes sense. Doesn't mean I enjoyed it. Well, just because uh, you roasted. didn't enjoy it doesn't mean it's a good movie. Or a bad. It's okay. So That's it's not also a, true. <laughs> oh, roasted. Boom, I'll, roasted. I'll, I'll take my L. <laughs> um. All right. Well, you know, I, it was interesting because I honestly didn't know who Mike Vogel was. He's Same. in a lot of stuff. He's in like she's out of my league. He's in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He's in Blue Valentine. Yo, he here's had, the thing. He's like a favorite. People love him. He was voted uh, number 96 sexiest man of 2011 by Buddy TV. Well deserved. I agree. Sexy man. On Buddy TV. (laughs) Dude, hey, I don't make the rules. That's Mike's website. Yeah, I go to Buddy TV. What, is that like a sister channel to Tubi? No, that's for all the people who like to bring their friends on. You know, your buddies. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, He's on my normal sources, which usually means that you're pretty popular. Okay. He, I he do have married. to say, though, I'm glad we did him because it made me realize, like, I love that Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Couldn't have told, like, I didn't know that was him in that movie. Um, and I really like his character in that movie, and he's really good in it, actually. That's the thing is, I feel like he's got some some diversity. I don't think he got to do a ton in Cloverfield Grind. He's kind of the main character, so he gets a little more, but it's still kind of like a dumb guy character. So it's like, 
I don't know. He doesn't really get to show off his chops, but, you know. Yo, Mike, I feel you, dude. People should know his name. I agree. Thank you for being in my corner. Mm-hmm. When you say show his chops, do you mean his butt? No, I mean like his jowls, like a, like a dog, like droopy, his jowls. Mm. His jewels? Yeah, his family jewels. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, we did have a, a, a listener who was uh, pretty pumped for this week's episode. Um, shout out little Jam Hands. Mm-hmm. Um, who's, who's little Jam Hands? Dude, don't worry about it. Little oh, Jam oh. Listeners, dude. Yeah, Back. one of one of our loyal <laughs> listeners, back off, bro. Yeah, no, you just spoke as if you were like, uh, no. Shout out, little jam hands. Sorry, <laughs> yes. I, I'm sorry. I, little I spoke jam hands supports you in your pick. Yeah, so. I, I look. Yeah. Hey, I wasn't coming at you. I thought it was a person you knew. Yeah, it's we little do jam- know. <laughs> it's little jam hands. All right, I sorry. Um, so we can't. Glad you dis- like the pick. We can't disappoint little jam hands and and our Mike Vogel pick today. So. Going to throw it back over to you, Mike, for which one do you want to review? This is important. Which one do you want to review first? So first off, I didn't pass it back to you, so you can't throw it back to me again. I'm still holding it. I took it. it when you weren't looking. How? Yeah, that's pretty impressive. I'll pass it to Bailey. Bailey, what one should we do first? Um, Let's do Grind. Okay. I'm down. Uh, yeah, we were already talking about it. Let's yeah. talk, dive in, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm just surprised by right. one Mike passing it to you, and then how quickly you accepted it. That impressed me. We rehearsed that. They've Yo. got, they've got that chemistry. They're like Stockton and Malone. Mm-hmm. Um. So Bailey, the 2003. I hate to say it. Masterpiece. Grind. Yo, it's about a couple buds just trying to skate. You know. <laughs> you know what that's it that you don't have to that say is, anything else <laughs> that's kind of it yeah you know once you know you got your your classic uh post high school who knows what we're doing with our lives maybe we should go to college maybe we should try to skateboard you know and uh maybe i should join the family business and you know what you just gotta skate let let the boys skate. Yeah, is this a knuckle boys? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is a knuckle boys production. It was very knuckle boys. I think I <laughs> I took that straight from the script. <laughs> if you're curious about what we're talking about, YouTube uh, knuckle boys. It's there's both good and cool. I don't think there's any sound. <laughs> Anyways, let's move I on. I wouldn't worry about that. Um, um, I, I have both of these movies on DVD. I'll say the previews for this one were pretty baffling. A movie oh, called, I love it. A movie called I'll Be There and a movie called Billabong Odyssey. And like I couldn't tell you what either of them are. Yeah, Billabong, Billabong Odyssey, Odyssey for sure checks out for this movie. <laughs> yeah, so I'm go- I do have to admit up at the top, I this is like a pretty popular movie right or like i think it i think it came out and like people that were our age at the time saw it like that's why i assume i don't i have it on dvd but i maybe watched it once so yeah. like i don't know that it's to the test of time but it was a flop it looks like the budget was six million and it made five million at the box office so i mean yeah. it's not not incredibly popular but yeah. seminal maybe like well remembered yeah, yeah. I've always heard of it, but I I don't know what I, I expected something better. Maybe I was just really let down by it. 
for some reason. On Letterboxd, I marked it as watched, but I think I'm I couldn't because I couldn't remember if I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I still don't know if I've seen this before. Um, yeah, from a uh, a kid like I used to uh, skateboard a little bit as a, a kid. Like I feel like Dude, this same was like, as a youth. As a youth, yeah, I feel like this movie was very cool if you were into like skateboarding and like jackass and yeah. shit like that like I will say like the scene of him at the skate shop like buying a deck off the wall and assembling it it is exactly how it felt when I was like in 7th or 8th grade buying a skateboard like it felt exactly like that mm-hmm. well I want to start at the very beginning when he looks in his underwear at his own dick and then immediately picks up a trophy what what does that mean what guys do, Kate. That's yeah. They look down their pants and pick up a trophy. They make sure it's still there. Yeah. Yes, Wait, sir. their dick or the trophy? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Some might say their dick is their trophy. Mm. Mm. Can I give you a list of the cameos? I guess. Yeah, sure. Because because I feel like this directly contributes to why it was so popular. Shooter McGavin's in it. I love Joey, Shooter. Joey Kern, Bam Margera, Brian Pussain. Jason Linden, Stephen Root, Danger Aaron, Bobcat Goldthwait, Ryan Sheckler, Bucky Lassick, Preston Lacey, Randy Quaid, Tom Green, Dave Foley, Wee Man, Bob Burnquist, Mike Valley, Tony Hawk, Kareem Kay. Like, everybody's in it. Yeah, yeah. so I wish... Backed it. I, I don't know if it was maybe like a sponsorship thing, uh, but like I wish... Like, you saw Tony Hawk, you saw Cream Campbell, you saw like... I think Rodney Mullins in the crowd at one point. Oh, it, could be like a really quick. It's weird, but uh, but like they're not. You don't. They don't get shout out or like you don't know it's them unless you know skate like skating a little bit. And I I don't. I'll admit I only know it as far as like Tony Hawk's pro skater. But um, I think that's I th- cooler though when you don't know them because it's for the skaters. They like mm-hmm. they well, can that, recognize them. That and I think they kept it vague because they made up that Jimmy Wilson character. Oh, true. And they and they didn't want it to be like. You know, Bam's in it as Bam, but I think that's about as far as it went in terms of like real life skaters on the team. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I have Everything to say, strong point in the movie. Strong character is Bam. I kind of like Bam in this movie. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I also like hated Bam the movie, movie, but I enjoyed Bam. <laughs> Yo, but- Bam's our uh, hometown hero. <laughs> hero. You know who else? You know who else is our hometown hero? Mike Vogel. Yeah. Oh yeah, he is. He's from he's from Abington. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I got that wrong for the upcoming segment. No. <laughs> um, but I want to go back to what Mike said, which is also, I think, one of my, like, the parts I actually like about this movie is going to the skate shop. Uh, I never skateboarded, but my brother did, and I always liked going with him to the skate shop, and I feel like it does capture that vibe of what it felt like going in there and picking stuff out, and I liked that scene. I mean, it was definitely during, like, the Tony Hawk underground era where it was, like, rap rap and hip-hop culture was big as well as, like, alt-punk culture. Mm-hmm. But then there was also still, like, that weird leftover early 2000s, like, Xbox, uh, Aviators, and Mountain Dew. And, mm-hmm. like, like it, it was a weird mishmash because I feel like the soundtrack... I actually... I have the soundtrack up as well if you want me to read some of those. But, like, it was very... <laughs> Uh, you know, it's all over the place. Yeah, I really but thought it was going like, to be more punk, and it turned out same. being trapped. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's like butt rock. Yeah. yeah, so it's like there's 311 and like Sublime. I think that's when they're with Tom Green in the skate shop at one part. Um, 
the used at the end, which was weird. The poetic tragedy song, hot action cop, uh, less than Jake trapped Lil Kim unwritten law, simple plan POD. And I think the band that was playing, sorry, excuse me. I think the band that was playing at the thing was called like blindside or blindsider or something like yeah. that. Yeah. That Un- band <laughs> unreal, unreal. It really shine like- down. How was Blink-182 not, like, in the movie? I feel like that, this is, like, a perfect movie for them to show up. They might have just been too expensive. Yeah. Yeah, they probably read the script. Yeah. <laughs> there, um, were, there were a couple of different shout-outs. I think Bam had, like, the worst swag in the movie. He had, like, the beanie over the eyes look. Yeah, he, Bam and- looked great, dude. Back off. I think right. he had the most, like, time-stamped look for sure. Yeah, true. But, Except so for the that, rival skate crew. Oh God! With like Danger yep. Aaron, yeah, they were they were rough. They, they were, were like the, yeah that that didn't time that didn't uh, age well age well at all. That's that, for sure time stamped. But that, I, like I, I cultural guess I, appropriation. <laughs> yeah, I guess I say Bam has the worst swag because he's like shouting out CK like he says the SSBSTS thing, which is from like a CKY video, and he shouts out like he says Haggard a couple times, which is like another one of his videos. I feel like he was like unabashedly promoting himself i'm surprised way. him didn't play <laughs> Yo, that would be cool v- villa Vallo or whatever his name is um yo uh, i don't know yo the crew here's the thing i love adam brody i was gonna say i yo. love adam brody he shines he shines he, does. he shines in this dude yes. straight up shines, really dude. interesting yo, is it weird that uh he just reminds me of will <laughs> kind of no. uh, friend of the podcast okay. will hooker i think we said the same thing yeah we did two two things i'd say where he doesn't shine in the movie is where the kid cuts his cast off and adam brody breaks his arm again for him yeah dude that's what just is, how wh- they bro i don't that's a fucking crazy if my friend broke I, I wore a cast for three months my friend broke my arm again on the spot yeah. also I, I okay here's the thing i can't i will never defend that friend he creeps me out uh vince Veloof. so much the like baron holtz kind of guy Vin, <laughs> yeah really freaks me out like his rat race character like this like i don't think i've seen him in something where i was like enjoying viewing him on the screen let me ask you something else. Have you seen him in anything besides those two things? I don't know because when I see him, it, I get uncomfortable. So I looked him up because I was like, what happened to this guy? I feel like he burned out pretty quick and he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In my memory, he pierced his tongue in both Rat Race and this movie. Yes, <laughs> same. Yo, I was expecting him to have like a tongue something, piercing and yeah. be swollen in this one. <laughs> yeah. He's the um, worst though. Like, Oh, totally, yeah. Yo, I think if he wasn't in it, I might have enjoyed it a little bit. He really turned me off in the predatory nature of Sweet Lou. Uh, the, he's just Matthew McConaughey in, in uh, whatever that other movie is. Yeah, or, like Mike Vogel, I don't mind. He's yeah. like this the the lens, like the straight man, like kind of. I don't know. He's fine in this. He's and the leader. I, yeah, and but those two, I, I don't know. I've never seen this movie, so I don't have the nostalgia aspect of it. I was never a skater. Um, skaters were lame in my eyes, you know. But uh, <laughs> damn, enough, bro. No, I'm just kidding. But I do have to call you guys out. You keep saying, uh, "I always would like to skateboard." Is that what people say? That's how dudes talk. My like, man. let's yeah, let's go skateboard. <laughs> you say like skate. Skate. skate, yeah. But then you could be confused with roller skating, ice skating. True. No. It's all in the context, Kate. <laughs> 
<laughs> to go back to Adam Brody for a second, though, another thing I think that is a bad look is I like clearly he's the wimpy like the character they all kind of like pick on. But at one point, the 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 people wearing Echo, like the Danger Air and Skate crew, yeah, they say like, "Oh, in your grill, dog," and he goes, "Grills? Are we having a barbecue?" Like he tries oh, to like that line slam did them, not land well. and it looks so fucking lame. Like yeah, it's well, so he is. Cringy. I feel like that's like well, his. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so let's just set it up for the listeners just a little bit, just so they know what's going on. It's a <laughs> it's a skate movie, but there's a crew of four people. One of them desperately wants to meet up with like the hot pro right now um, and try to get sponsored. And he's like really good. Like these four are good at skating. They're just not on tour. Nobody knows them. So this is like their attempt to follow the tour that's going around the country and, you know, try to get in front of this pro so that they could have a shot at becoming pro. So the whole movie is them just chasing this pro named jason what's his name jimmy wilson jimmy wilson um around and honestly jimmy wilson is underwhelming maybe yeah. if like the, two if minutes. the star if the guy they were chasing around was like either cooler or more of like a shooter mcgavin type yeah shooter mcgavin was one of my favorite parts of this movie i was happy to see him um i thought it was a joy um I also like their house setup where the car pulls in and he sleeps on that couch that's in the other half of the garage. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, But it's also funny because this is also like a road trip movie. It's not just uh, chasing after a pro skater. It's like they all get in a car and drive cross country pretty much. Yeah. My thing is, why couldn't they have just gotten one of like the twenty skaters to play Jimmy Wilson? Just play themselves as a skater because Jimmy know. doesn't say anything the whole time. He just kind of walks around like he's like a fucking dude. It's so weak. And they he's should... in it for like five minutes. They should have got Chad Muska. Bro. Mm. Uh, the boombox. Um, yeah. yeah, Jimmy Wilson was, I think, a weak part. Also, I mean, I don't know. I have. A, I don't want to talk shit on this movie, but I do have a question. They end up at a party at one point. <laughs> oh my god! Yo, that party—the number of people at that party—is straight up embarrassing. There's like, yeah. like there are like twenty extras, and they're like, "This is the dopest party ever." I know. They but, try to distract you by half-naked ladies so that you don't think that there is many. There's more people in there. Yeah, there's a lot of misogyny going on, but uh, they do a dance routine, and it just confused <laughs> me. <laughs> they for sure learned that dance routine the day of. You know what I mean? Like that looked so like they had no idea what they were doing. Oh, the actors, yeah, for that sure. That was literally like a, a yes and moment where they were all like, one was like, I have this really great idea to get us attention. I'm gonna just like tell everyone we know this song and we have a dance to it. And they were all just like, yeah, yeah, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, but it was and straight up. Made it up. It was straight up choreographed. <laughs> no, it was very straight. Like, there's no way that like four dudes that are into skateboarding did that. Are bust out in dance it was like and everybody who wrote the, gave them space yeah who wrote this and said you know what i know what skaters are gonna do at a party like a straight up hoedown <laughs> so yep. it's interesting that you bring up that it's a road trip movie because much like in road trip when dj qualls takes the stage and does that dance and it becomes popular for it it's that exact thing yeah also i have a question <laughs> for it. for the men in the room Mm, when yeah. you when you go to pee on the side of the road, do you pull your pants all the way down? Yeah, next to my bros. If you're trying to be funny. Yeah, if we're growing out, yeah, for sure. You, all, we're all, both down. pants and underwear all the way down. 
let me ask you a question. Are there any more of those freaky, spazzy chicks coming across state lines? <laughs> Ew. Let me guess. Is that, is that a sweet Lou? Well, quote? you know what I'm going to say to you? <laughs> I'm 12, a, I, bitch. <laughs> I think the clown aspect of this is, <laughs> like, that's the part where I was just like, what in the Yo, world? I so love confused. the clown aspect. Of course. Yeah, but I liked it, too. It, it, <laughs> it was definitely, like, out of left field, but you got to meet Randy Quaid. Which I hate. Yo. Randy huh. Quaid's wait you oh yeah you you're more of a dentist guy. That's right. Danny guy. Um, yo, Randy Quaid is underutilized in this movie though. He's, it's a shame. He's, he's utilized just right as a fucking clown. <laughs> I want to see. Wait a second. Do you really hate him that much? Yeah, I think he's trashy. I don't think he's. A, I don't think he's funny. I think he's a bad actor. I guess you've never seen Kingpin, bro. Watch it. Watch it during quarantine. Not that good. <laughs> Oh, yo, Kingpin's. Yeah, I like Kingpin. I want to sure. see the clown movie. I want to see a movie about his life growing up as a clown, but using a different actor. And I want to see what life was like having to have your parents force you to want to go to clown school. And then... They only did that his senior year. They dropped out and joined the circus his senior year. But then they tried to force him to, to join their ways. Yo, here's Not very the thing. hard. We saw that story that he ends up with these, like idiots going across country trying to become a skater i just (laughs) want to see more about the clowns um i i don't know this movie's trash said breastuses and then touches the women's boobs without permission yo i'll be honest like as adults watching this movie it's pretty bad but like if you're 10 to 12 years old this movie's probably sick yeah if you're a a little boy going through puberty like Dude, so many boobs in this movie. Yeah. My my favorite scene before we switch gears was the Bobcat Goldthwait scene where he's the motel owner, and they're cleaning out the pool and skating. And like it's slapstick and stupid, but there's a sk- scene of them skating while he's like riding by on a chair. I don't know, <laughs> like it, like Bobcat Goldthwait is hilarious. In that scene. Yo, I was like, is that Bobcat Goldthwait? And so I looked it up on Letterbox, and yo, they don't have him in there. He's on IMDb. Is he? I, th- I mean, I think. Um, I think my favorite of the like, not I wouldn't say cameos, but just like the other people in is the Steven Root manager is my favorite. Him and Ogre from uh, Revenge of the Nerds, I think is that. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, before we tie this one up, I gotta know who's uh, who's all your favorite? Who's your favorite skaters? Uh, I'm like just of all time. Yeah, of all time. Uh, unless, Rodney, you, unless you really loved Sweet Lou's moves, I don't. Yeah, there's no. How, do you think any of the actors could do any skating? Really? No. No. I could see Adam Brody. Yeah. That's the last person I could see doing. I'm with Bailey. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. No way. I feel like he's a Cali boy, and I feel like if you're from California, you you at least California. know how to skate. We should call him and ask him. Yeah. We should, but we won't. I also don't know if he's from California. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question, uh, Rodney Mullen probably. Oh, dude. Yeah. The goat. Hell yeah. I liked uh, Paul Rodriguez, P-Rod. I liked him a lot. He was pretty cool. And Andy McDonald. Ooh, nice. Ooh. I mean, I hate to steal Bailey, but I, I like Rodney Mullen. He's also one of the only ones I know. So He's just super innovative. He's like the flat, flat, uh, yeah. flat ground yeah. guy. He's a flat ground guy. <laughs> Dude, if there's a bump in the ground, get out of here. I know literally nothing about skateboarders. You, Tony you, Hawk. There you go. There you go. 
I will okay. also say that they basically stole the logo from. Have you? Do you guys know the skateboard company Hookups? It's like anime style. Did, they literally that's that was just the Super Duper Skates logo. It was just like a Hookups logo. I'm pretty sure. They, they used the um, the sister of uh, the dude we hate as like the. They kind of like used her as like the Hookups girl. Yes, he which was, is like real creepy that the skateboard he has has a picture of his sister like in a sexualized way. Yeah. That real that really fucked me up. I don't understand why Sweet Lou ended up with her. He had to settle down with someone, dude. He <laughs> so I also there's a, a weird clown girl. <laughs> there's a weird relationship they have with Sweet Lou, where he's just the cool guy from town. Then all of a sudden, he can also skate. Like he yeah, seemed like the fourth. They're a tight group of three. He like the seemed like the fourth. Yeah. And it was just convenient that he could skate too. I thought like, that really too. Well. I was like, they just wanted his van. I was like, they literally just. Picked him, but when I rem- when they go to meet him, he's stalking these like two younger girls. But he's at the skate park, so yeah. I was like, oh, maybe that he's like sense. a has been. They also want his van. Yeah. Yo, Sweet Lou. Um, I don't know how much of uh, he <laughs> he has the exact same swag and personality as the um, as the same yeah the same actor in uh Cabin Fever. Oh, yo, he does. He literally, I think he's wearing the same clothing and <laughs> huh. the same way. <laughs> so I guess that's kind of the same thing with the the Matt, the disgusting kid from this movie, being kind of the same character in Rat Race. Like, yeah. yeah. A little typecast. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah sure. Sweet Lou had a real Dak Shepard vibe for me. <laughs> yeah. I feel uh, like he was literally going for, like, McConaughey. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, any uh, last words on Grind? The best boy Grip's name is Kevin Berthiroom. Oh, nice. Way to bring it back, Mike. We've been slacking on the best boy. Yeah, I watched both credits until the end. No big deal. I have <laughs> I have uh, one thing I'd like to say. So I want to go talk about our film friend for a second and say he shined playing Sheriff Bean in the restaurant. That was one of my favorite parts is when he's dressed up as a giant bean wearing a cowboy hat. Um... We haven't we we honestly didn't talk about Mike Vogel at all. <laughs> no. Yeah, we didn't. He um, he looks great. He's kind of boring. He looks cool. He definitely yeah. has that look, early two thousands look for sure. He's- I think he he definitely has the look of a main character. Like it wasn't like weird that he was the main guy and he acted fine. Like it's just yeah, he's- it's he just there was I didn't care about him like falling in love with that girl i didn't even care about him becoming a pro like <laughs> i didn't care about any of his stakes like at all i actually care more about like adam brody's stakes of trying to go to college and being nervous that he's going to use up all of his money to go to school um but i yeah. do f- i do feel like if i was a little girl watching this movie i would have been super into him yeah i think i think the whole storyline was kind of weak where like Yo, Mike Vogel, he needed more on the line. Like, the yeah, line he did. Was gonna be like working at his family business. Like, okay, cool. He's good if he doesn't make yeah, it. Yeah, you like, have a yeah. safety net. Like, that's what I meant. Like, I didn't feel anything for him to become a pro. He also like, he's just saying that he's really good at skating, but he just wanted to. It's classic, he didn't see that really. Classic wanted to define himself outside of his dad, but like that's true. The, but the, I, 
I feel like they should have built up. Sorry to cut you off, Kate. Sorry, but I feel like they should have built up like the the rivalry more. Like they broke yeah. the window and should have yes. paid for it. Besides that, I don't know what the rivalry was. Yeah, we like didn't meet that rival group earlier to like even feel like we cared. But I also yeah. feel as if um, he was like a spoiled brat. The minute things got hard for him in that situation, he was like, "Fuck it, I'm going home. This sucks. We're over. It's done." Like the minute he was like embarrassed, he like threw in the towel. So I was like, "Fuck you!" Like you barely tried, and you're giving it up already. And your friends gave up way more to be here than you did. So I think just- he just felt the stress as the leader of like, "Fuck, I'm like wasting these guys' life too." Like if it was just him, he would have been like, "Sure, I'll keep going." But like. He was literally like, we stole $900 of your college fund. We stole your car and some chick Winona just stole the van. And then I guess Matt was along for the ride or whatever. But like, I think he felt more, I mean, (laughs) we're way over analyzing this, I guess. But like, (laughs) I think he felt more like uh, bad for himself doing that to his friends. Like, yeah, he felt responsible for it for sure. But he also like guilted them into doing it too. So it's like, eh. but you need, you need that catalyst in a friend group though to do stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, true. true. Um, uh, but he wasn't I, bad. Yeah, he was fine. I didn't mind him that much in this movie. He's just hot. He's just He's a hot, hot dude. Straight um, I will say the director, Casey La Scala, hasn't done anything since then. But <laughs> big producer. Yeah, straight up big producer, though. Um, so Interesting. Uh, probably that's had, had the pool to uh, get all the cameos and stuff, I would say. And I think it was just the right storyline for that time it was right like a time. skater movie mm-hmm. in 2003 like what could be hotter like Paxson mm-hmm. era right yeah um all right let's give it a rating oh sorry bailey go ahead do people care is skateboarding so cool it's cool in a different crowd i think yeah i feel like it's like an artsy crowd now like yeah. that show just came out on hbo that's about the female skaters in new york that's produced and written by leslie arfin so i feel like Respect. it's more what'd you say I said respect. Sorry. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like uh, it's like a, just a different group that gravitates towards it. True. That learning to skateboard in a war zone. If you're a girl documentary about like the Afghanistan or maybe Afghanistan, maybe Iraq or something. Um, The girls school that teaches like women aren't taught anything in those countries. Like they're basically just left to their own devices. They can't go to school. Mm -hmm. So someone started like a very, kind of DIY punk rock skateboarding school where you learn regular life skills and like lessons until noon and then you skateboard in the afternoons. It's well, sick. that's awesome. That's it, so won, cool. it won, I think the best short for the, like the Oscars. Yeah. Damn. It that's rules. Cool. Check it out. Um, well, I'm going to give uh grind, uh, a, a half pipe <laughs> out of the full, full pipe. vert. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a grinding my gears. Um. Uh. I'll give it a. Uh, I'll give it a. Uh, <laughs> I can't, in good conscience, give it a kick flip, so I'll give it a heel flip. Oh. What? Yeah, is kick flips cooler than a heel flip? Uh, I, f- I think heel flips are harder, actually. Yeah. I, I I could always heel flip, but it, kick flips were harder for me for some oh, reason. Tricky. Maybe it's because I was goofy. <laughs> oh, ah, dude. Well, that's you interesting. Pushing Mongo. Vo- Mad Vogel's a lefty. He probably rides switch. Yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Good point. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah. Well, 
one thing I didn't know was Mike Vogel's a lefty. Like me. Um, so it kind of makes me curious about more of his body. What's your height? What's your weight? I wrote this. What's your height? <laughs> What's your weight? I've shouted you out. Your What's your height? What's your weight? Who has the last one? Will they get it wrong? Will they get it right? What's your height? What's your weight? What's your height? Oh, there it is. Yeah, let's rock and roll. Yo, is that a 23 and me? Um, I was thinking about doing it with my family. Any uh, any opinion on that? Um, I got one of those for Christmas, and I haven't done it yet. Mm. Let's wait till Mike gets hooked up. There he is. Mike's all Mike, came back, back with errors. Opinion on Twenty Three and Me. I was thinking about doing it with my family. Is it worth it? Well, I haven't done it yet. I bought it for my family for Christmas, and I think I'm the last <laughs> one to do it. Yes, straight up, that's what <laughs> Bailey just said. So, uh, mm-hmm. all right, let's uh, let's let's figure out what's going all on right. with Mike Vogel. So today we're doing the works. Mike said that he's five eleven, weighs one hundred eighty pounds, shoe size ten, age thirty nine, birthday March seventeenth. In parentheses, my parents' anniversary. Birthplace Abington, PA. Bailey said, Mikey V, 5 feet 10 inches, 185 pounds, size 10 shoe, San Diego, California, Aquarius, 38 years old. Um, Jordan said, also said Mikey V for Mikey P. Um, But also said 5'10", 185 pounds, shoe size (laughs) 10 and a half. We got this guy pinned. Yeah, birthday thirty six at Cappy. Capricorn. Oh, um, Orange County. All right. So everyone, applaud yourselves. He is five ten. Yeah, he straight up has that five ten like look. Mike says he's five ten. Um. I gave him that extra one to grow, you know. You gave him the inch where he, when he's wearing shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, he is actually one hundred and sixty-seven point five pounds. He's skinnier Damn. than everyone thinks. Yeah, low-key slim. Muscle oh. weighs more than fat, so you know, take that into account. True, true. Um, everyone nailed it with the shoe size of ten. Jordan, you gave him a little extra half, but you know it's okay. Jordan, you suck, bro. <laughs> He was born July 17th, but Mike got the day right. That's right, and March, my parents' anniversary, St. <laughs> Patty's Day. And he is 40. So we got Damn. close, literally, you guys said late 30s, so that's close. Lordy, born in 79. He's a cancer, though. He's a cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he was, in fact, born in Abington Township, Pennsylvania. Good job, Mikey. He then, though, moved to um, Warminster, oh. where, mm-hmm, where he went to William Tennant High School. I read um, he was friends with Brian Baker, and I was like, oh, Brian Baker from Minor Threat. Not that bright. There's an actor named Brian Baker who hasn't done anything. Very cool. So. He then went to 
Cairn University in Langhorne, PA, which is very close to where I'm from. He's a Northeast guy. College? It said university. I don't know. Yeah, I've never heard of it. He currently lives in Nashville, Tennessee. And as Mike said, Grind is his first movie. He's also a licensed pilot. Oh, you know what? There's somebody in a... It's not him. Never mind. But if there's somebody in uh, She's Out of My League that's a pilot, and I thought it was him, I was going to say, that'd be kind of funny. Do you guys right? want to guess some favorites? Mm. Oh, yeah. What's his favorite meal? Spaghetti and meatballs. Um, I'm going to have to go with, like, a nice soup. A nice soup. Bailey, do you got a guess? Um, I think he likes uh, pizza. <laughs> he likes trash potatoes. Gross. I don't know what it means. Wait, what? He likes trash potatoes. Ma- I think it's meant mashed. Nope. <laughs> uh, what's his favorite sport? Soccer, because he's from Eppington. That's where I play soccer. Oh, is it? Yeah, I'm going to go with hockey. He looks like a hockey build. He's a baseball boy. Baseball. Nailed yeah, it. He would. Shortstop for sure. Mm-hmm. What's his favorite book? Well, Bailey, go ahead. Catherine Lorai. <laughs> to Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say he's a Bible bitch. Sorry, can, can I amend mine? Tequila Mockingbird, the story of tequila, Tila Tequila. Mm, <laughs> love it. Uh, wild at Heart. Oh. Do you want to guess some of his favorite movies? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Citizen Clover- Kane. <laughs> Cloverfield. Boys in the Hood. The original Batman from the 60s. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. Braveheart. And a movie called Kelly's Heroes from 1970. Close. Like, such like a macho man. Do you want to guess his favorite vacation spot? Cabo San Lucas. Wildwood. Um, I Wildwood as well. <laughs> his Nashville farm. You can't vacation at your own farm. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> What's his favorite app? <laughs> yeah, he's a big Twitter head. He was into that app when it could make you look like you're drinking a beer when the iPhone first came out. <laughs> I'm going to go with Shazam. He's really into Spotify. <laughs> Real alt. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Same. This That's is good- my favorite one. What's his favorite pastimes? Uh, baseball. The Amer- Great American Pastime. Mm-hmm. Baseball. Uh, scrapbooking. Chopping trees and reshingling his roof. Mm. His Nashville ranch. <laughs> Isn't like reshingling your roof like one of like it's very dangerous? Dangerous and like also a hard job and like people. Don't so really... is chopping trees. Have you seen his work ethic, dude? True. He's he watching Kelly's Abbey. Heroes and chopping trees. As Mike said, he is left-handed like me. Um, he got married in the same church as his parents and he loves animals. He has a pug named Olivia and he has two horses, Mr. Benjamin Buttons and Mr. Ghost. Such a movie buff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Here's the thing. I want to dislike this guy, but it's hard. It's hard. He's kind of your all American boy. Yeah, he is all American boy. He just likes to chop some trees and shingle his roof. Yo, uh, I also saw he was the runner-up for Captain Kirk in the 2009 Star Trek, 
which I'm guessing was like a J.J. Abrams kind of thing. Oh, um, that makes sense because it's Chris Pine, right? Yeah, just imagine how much how I feel like he would be such more of a he'd be much more of a household name. Yeah, more Michael, a Michael Moore for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Well, uh, we unfortunately oh, no. uh, he okay. looks he looks like a playboy. Uh-huh. But I kind of want to find out if, you know, there's... I want to see if you can't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> <laughs> cue, the, <laughs> cue the music. <laughs> you just talking. Got married. And, okay. I, I also want to see if you can't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> we don't know what happened before you got married at the same church as do you think he got date- married around here? Do you think that also, it doesn't mean that he's still married. Do you think that they knocked down the church and he's still married? He just did the shingle. And used all the lumber. Lumber that he chopped the trees down for, yeah. Um, Alright, Bailey. Have, do you guys have Wild at Heart behind you? In the bookshelf? No, shop? it's, it's uh, in no, the, front of his us. book. That's Ren and his Stim- favorite his favorite book, dude. Oh uh, no, we don't. I don't know that book. Come on, I, I assume it's the novelization of David Lynch's Wild. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, didn't you buy me that movie? I did. All oh, right. Can All right, I do a thing now, or what's dude, up? Jump into his sex life. All right. Um, <laughs> there's one one lady here, and that's it. He uh, he found the one, and he married her. Is it his church? Her name is Courtney Vogel. <laughs> oh, his cousin. It's yeah. crazy they got married. They have the same last name. Yeah. Damn. There she is. Ooh, what is what a knockout! What a smoke show! Is she what in the babe? Biz? Uh, I don't know, dude. <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- thanks for your uh, research. Appreciate How could one that. be expected to answer that question? You know, it's loaded. <laughs> yeah, that is a loaded. I, apo- I apologize. I apologize. Can I do a personal <laughs> corner quick? They have oh, three yeah. kids. Oh, they have three kids. Yeah. Do you know the ages, names, sexes, anything? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do actually. The uh, names single. are Mambo Number Five. Sure. Casey, Charlie B. And they won't let anyone know about the third one. That's smart. In these in this day and age, I mean, come on. Yeah. My personal corner is that I'm eating some uh, English snacks called Jelly Babies, and they're pretty good. They're gone now, but these made it from March until now, so they're, they're pretty so good. cute. They're pretty good. Do they Mark actually look? Do they actually look like those babies on the front cover? I wish I would have shown one to you. They look nothing like that. They're kind of like uh, chalky a little bit, but like chewy. Hmm. Yeah, their names are sorry. Their names are Big Heart, Bubbles, Brilliant, Boofles, Baby Bonnie, and Bumper. Hmm. Eclectic. I'm in. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty fun. Yo, name a candy. Skittles. Sugar babies. <laughs> All right, you pass. Um, <laughs> Bailey, sorry, I didn't pass. <laughs> you didn't pass. Dude. Um, all right, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Um, to the higher rated movie and the reason really why we're all for here. the season why we're all here we're just gonna let mike speak for the next 30 minutes um no i'm that just kidding very boring <laughs> um 
But we're, of course, talking about the 2008 J.J. Abrams masterpiece. Actually, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Matt Reeves' masterpiece. But uh, 2008 masterpiece, Cloverfield. Bailey, take it away. Um, it's your classic Godzilla ripoff movie. Oh, yes. That's not, I mean, it's not incorrect. <laughs> um, you know, it's a uh, classic, you know, you got your guy holding the video camera. It's moving all around. You've hit your quote on classic. <laughs> you can't say classic anymore. Um, it's your s- standard, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's it's Godzilla with a first-person camera. True. Okay, okay. Had, had you guys seen this movie before? I've only seen the end. Well, I've lived with you for several years, Mike, so yes, I've seen this movie. Bailey, did you say you've seen times. it? Yeah, I've seen it. I think Th- Thoughts before the episode? Um, my thoughts in general are, um, you know, love the lore and the hype and the promotion and everything about the movie more than the movie itself that's fair Mm, interesting that's part part of why people love it so much for sure yeah i think that extra well it's not baggage but all the extra stuff (laughs) that comes with it is like definitely interesting yo i i i like this movie a lot i think it's good is it the best found footage movie of all time no what what would you, what you like paranormal activity i like paranormal activity <laughs> um going into this since i'd only seen the last like five minutes previous and i'd seen them over and over and over again um <laughs> i actually think the last five minutes are the best part of the movie so i so was stuck like, on that <laughs> I, was so I guess like, i guess you don't like suspense that's cool I like suspense, but there's something really cool about the last couple minutes of the movie. But, last couple uh, minutes are great. One observation for me, at least, is like watching it this time around. I didn't think you saw the monster um, as much as you do. Monster has two minutes and 37 seconds of screen time. Um, but they, yeah, I mean, it's like the Jaws thing where they show you little like glimpses of it. You only really see it in full once or twice. Yeah. You see its babies a lot. Yeah, that's true. So, Mike, can we is or can we just throw a ton of questions? Because just for the yeah. listeners, we've been alluding to it. Mike is a definitely a Cloverfield expert. Like, I'll I could slap it. that on your on your on your face. ass. <laughs> you can slap that on my ass. I could slap your ass and say you're a Cloverfield expert. Um, Certainly can. Where, what's where does where does it come from? <laughs> well, where does your ass come from, Mike? You mean the monster? Yeah, like what? What's up? I don't so think you're supposed to know, really, right? Uh, well, Mike knows. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so there was like a ton of hype leading up to it. There was like an alternate reality game where there was like this website called one dash eight one dash eighteen dash oh eight dot com, where there would just be like every week they'd add a little like another picture, and you'd click on the picture and it would flip it over, and it would have info that would like lead you to another site. And there were all these characters. All the characters in the movie had MySpace pages. So like this whole thing was like a big integrated six months beforehand monster like a big marketing campaign but the monster itself was like no one knew what it looked like so there was always this like lure around it and no one really knew what it was so at the end of the movie kate i think you were talking about this yesterday there's something that falls out of the sky on the right and they think that that's like a satellite 
from this company Tagruato that I think is the company that uh, Rob is going to work for in Japan. Ah. Uh, so they're kind of behind the whole thing. They're doing like deep sea drilling. So when you see that flipped over oil tanker, that's part of the deep sea drilling thing. They think the monster might have like upset something. So they, they think that that like satellite might have upset the monster at the bottom of the ocean who is eating this thing called seabed nectar. it sounds crazy but they think that that caused it to like grow and grow and grow into this giant monstrosity and they think that then he upset the tanker and then he came onto land so it's like isn't that like godzilla i mean it's straight up godzilla it's it's, i mean they even they're not like shy about saying that this is a godzilla movie yeah i was on board until you said seaweed nectar (laughs) seabed nectar yeah so bed nectar so so yeah there's stuff at the bottom of the ocean that either slusho or tagruats or whatever maybe put there or maybe it just naturally grows there but the monster had been like theoretically drinking this nectar and growing and growing and growing into like a mutant i do remember seeing it i forgot about it up until right now but like there was always like that clip at the end of the movie where they're like in coney island or whatever and you see Mm -hmm. something go into the water Mm -hmm. yeah now mike i have a question for you one did you see this movie in theaters when it came out yeah, I saw it opening weekend. So I followed like all the marketing stuff in like high school and into college. Um, I saw it. It came out one eighteen oh eight. I saw it on one twenty that Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you get hip to it? Like before the six, like the six months before. I just I don't know if I like. I actually don't know how it came onto my radar, but like I just followed. Like every week I would check the like. There was a thing called Cloverfield Clues. So like, that's a cloverfield thing for all their movies they have these arg alternate reality game things where they're like all over the website but it's kind of hidden so you have to look in like the source code or you have to like listen to this audio message and play it backwards and find out there are like little clues hidden throughout there for 10 cloverfield lane they actually like planted something in the ground and gave someone coordinates and they went and dug it up and found stuff inside this box it's like really really cool um so did they do anything for the cloverfield paradox they shot people up into space that one was more like their big marketing budget went to the super bowl commercial and just said like it's available after the game so instead of having an alternate reality game it was like oh this is an interesting way of releasing it but Uh, i think the cloverfield trailer played during the transformers previews like the first transformers movie that was like the first time it was released so i think that was everyone because it was just like the head of like the escape from New York head of the Statue of Liberty being thrown down the street. And then everyone's going like, Oh my God, it's huge. What is it? And then it just said like one eighteen oh eight dot com, And that cool. kicked off the whole thing. And everyone's like, what the fuck is this? It was super cool. There's like, there was nothing really like that at that point. I think the dark Knight did something similar. They had like an ARG. I was uh, listening to JJ Abrams. Uh, I, he was doing uh, an interview with something, but they released that like with Conan. Tri- yeah, way before the movie was even like finished. Like they just were like, let's start it, let's start the hype now. Like, oh yeah, it was like six months, and I think they shot the footage for that by itself. Like that yeah, might yeah. not even be the footage from the movie. Yeah, that's a cool approach to it. Yeah, you know, I kind of wish. I don't know if it would get like oversaturated, but it'd be cool to have immersive experiences like that before movies come out. But I, it, this one allows like. You could do it with this one because the monster is mysterious and it's found footage and stuff like that. I don't think every movie could have like a lead up like I this I just one. wish that like I don't not even as much that is just more of teaser trailers than actual full on movies inside a trailer. 
I just think movies are done so differently nowadays, like especially with A24 and the rise of like indie movies and stuff. Yeah. This was an indie movie. And like the the Cloverfield thing then became like they would create a Cloverfield universe, the Cloververse, and they'd like buy these small scripts and, and kind of retcon them into Cloverfield movies. So they wouldn't be direct sequels and stuff. But like that was an after the like when they announced that there was going to be a 10 Cloverfield Lane movie, everyone like lost their fucking minds. Cause it was like eight years after the fact. But like yeah. I don't think a lot of movies really fit that mold anymore. I feel like a lot of movies are kind of their own thing. People like want something different for movies now, it seems like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now. Are they ever going to make like a a sequel in that universe? In in, sorry, I, not like the Clover verse, but like, like with like that a direct monster. Sequel. Yeah. So they they announced in 2018. I want to say that there was going to be a direct sequel to this movie. Um, and like one of the theories there is that in the opening credits, I think there's like a thing where it says like found footage of the U.S. government, blah blah blah. Yeah. What they call Cloverfield, and it says like one of four. So oh, at one yeah. point, mm-hmm. at one point in the movie, spoiler alert: when our, when Mike Vogel gets smashed by the tail of the monster on the Brooklyn Bridge, there's a guy with a video camera. So everyone always thought like, oh, that'll be that. Like they'll just have it from the perspective of these other people, you know, that, that follows like, their course of how this thing went, mm-hmm. and maybe it goes longer, maybe it goes beforehand. Like you never That's know. That's really cool. But, yeah, that sounds idea. cool in theory, but like, will that be interesting? Because. Yeah, you know what's going to happen. Sort you know of. what's yeah. going to happen. And these the people you follow in this get close to the monster. Like that helicopter's right. crash at the end is very cool. And For like sure. what else could happen to a character? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like the challenge that they face. Because I think everyone expected when they said there was going to be a sequel. Like everyone expected a sequel to this for years and years and years. And then when it didn't happen and people got 10 Cloverfield Lane instead. That was a really great movie. Like that might be a technically better movie than this yeah Um, i love that movie as well this movie is just very i think this movie is really really good though too it's just one of a kind there's nothing else really like it besides Um, godzilla so (laughs) that's true True. so let's talk about who's in it and like i guess a little bit about the 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 plot um so you got our boy mike vogel who's in it for a hot 15 minutes (laughs) I think he dies at like literally half an hour, the half hour point. Mm-hmm. It's only an hour twenty. It's only the the, the length of like a DivX, uh, whatever it's called, like a, a, a whatever card goes in those cameras. It like was yeah, made yeah. to fit just on one of those. So it's like eighty minutes or something. Oh, that's kind of cool. That is cool because it's like literally it's found footage. They shot it with that kind of camera, so it's just that's it. Yo, shout out to TJ Miller for holding on to the camera the whole time. So that <laughs> that was like a really cool detail that I liked was that. Um, when they gave him the camera and they gave HUD the camera, they deliberately showed them putting the strap around his neck. So I like that. So you know that like he's not holding on to it the whole time. It's just wrapped around his neck. And I thought that was cool. So you can't be like, oh, is this guy like he would have dropped this camera. But like literally they ra- they like threw it around his neck. So he's wearing that camera, which I thought was a really cool detail. Yeah, totally. But I also question why did this man also videotape his whole life who rob yes i mean it was just him and beth it was like they were it was on a date it was like a cutesy yeah thing. that was just a date think. one date yeah. he there did was it. like multiple dates that popped up at the bottom from like different women mm-hmm. right because the brother and the other the brother gets it well so it was rob took beth to coney island he woke her up that morning at her dad's yeah. apartment then they went to coney oh, island that day okay. gotcha, gotcha. and then at other points it might just be like from older footage of them cutting back in and forth you know like messy cuts sense. like you'd find an, an old vhs so thing. this is uh this is my question 
What do you think this movie would be like if GoPros were around? Oh, like hardcore Henry or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love the I love the time period too, and like the camera they use. Well, the camera they're supposed to be using. I love uh, the tiny camera phones that you see in this movie. There was oh, a I weird yeah. That. There was I a weird it. push for like cameras to get smaller and smaller and smaller or phones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. This movie's tight. <laughs> It's I think cool. it's great. The whole party atmosphere is really cool. I think it's just like that builds the tension. You meet the characters. You learn their like their character traits early on. Yeah. Rob has a fucking dope apartment for living in New York. Yeah, he really Among does. Um, yo, are we supposed to be? Yo, Rob kind of uh, is kind of being a little selfish with everybody there. Yes, I agree. Yeah, well, Rob's not like a. Don't come with me. I'm going to go by myself and everyone's like, nah, dude, we're obviously going to come with, but like they could have all been alive, you know? Yeah, for sure. I don't think Rob is like likable, really. Good luck tonight, Travis. (laughs) Yeah, I like... Oh, I know. I hate... Yo, Travis seems cool. Yeah, Yeah. he rolls with it. He's the dude from Silicon Valley. Yeah, 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 he is. Um, And also... um, he just wants to tell her that he loves her because other people got a chance to tell people that they love them. But it's like you. So at one point in the movie, he says like, well, what can I do? I'm going to Japan. Like I, he's like, I, I really like her. I just, you know, I accepted this job. I don't want to like have it become this thing. Mm-hmm. But he, then, he is like a bad guy. You're right. Yeah. Cause then it's like, well, now you're going to wait till natural, like a natural disaster to, or supernatural disaster to tell her that you love her. <laughs> Also, well. though, like, who's to say what, where your mind goes when uh, you see this supernatural creature destroying I think you, New York like, City? You run, right? <laughs> yeah, they they it did, yeah. but not towards it. A couple of questions. Couple of questions. Beth is impaled through her heart by rebar. Dude, yo, that's what, what? I she's said. Dead, she's right? <laughs> literally dead. Yeah. Wait, it went, how do you know it went through her heart? I mean, it, I don't know that it did, but it went but, through her chest on the left side, directly where your heart is. Yo, yeah. they just, they slide her right off that. She would have, like, yeah. exploded. Like, blood would have just, like, gushed everywhere. Yeah. That scene reminds me of, like, a, like, a disa- like the Twister ride or something like that. Yeah, like yo, that scene sucks. Yeah, I bad. hate that scene. It really, like, brought this movie down for me in a sense because, like, she first of all she like wakes up the minute they get there and it's like she would have been so passed out there would have been so much blood and literally they wouldn't have been able to pull her off of it but i did love the scene right before it where they're like climbing through the wreckage oh and and hud's talking about his like conspiracy theories like what what do you think it's terrorism you think it was 9-11 again yeah Mm -hmm. um Um, do you think lily survives you don't ever see her helicopter crash. Mm. Oh, yo, I thought she I thought she is in the helicopter that crashes. Yeah, like, the first not one. The first one. There's a helicopter that gets thrown across. Yeah, I mean, that's like a speculation. No one knows if that's the one. Or, I, th- I mean, there were like many helicopters at that time. Her yeah, MySpace was page was never that updated. that led me to believe that she... Because I questioned that, too. I was like, oh, was that her? And then I thought something happens that confirms it, but... No, there's really no way. There's like everyone had myspace pages for this and they were updating them up until the day of the incident and no one updated them afterward which could have just been like oh the marketing campaign's over or it could be like oh they died they all die yeah you never know oh 
Do we even know that Mike Vogel's dead? True. We you just, don't. I just, you see it actually. I mean, you see the bridge come down or whatever, but. You see like a ton tail of a monster smash through him, but. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of felt that way too, though. But that was actually one of my favorite parts of the movie is when the bridge gets destroyed. Oh, yeah. That's very cool. It's Yo, a scary uh, feeling. There's something in like these kind of movies that like you when you. I would love it if we thought someone died and then they showed up later. Yeah. Bloody I mean, or something. Like, that would that have been... Just, that's just tough to do in, like, an hour 20 movie where it takes place within a set, like, hours. Yeah. I mean, it's all and in it's real in time. in New York, too. Mm-hmm. I'm just... Yo, I'm sorry. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> yo, I kind of thought Mike Vogel was going to return. I forgot if he did or not. Because I thought they, like, r- wrote him off too quickly. I know I know he, he basically gets slammed by his tail on a bridge. But, like, then immediately Rob's on the phone with his mom saying, yeah, he's dead. And I was just like, yeah, we don't know that. Right, especially yeah. since he's going he's gonna to confirm his brother dead, but he's not going to confirm Beth dead. Yeah. He's going to save her. I thought I thought that scene of him talking to his mom was pretty real. I thought yeah. like that was some pretty good acting from Michael David Yo, Stahl it, or whatever. Yeah, that makes me sad that scene because I yeah. can't even imagine talking to like a parent during one of these things. Mike, for I sure. have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So we have the main monster, then we have its little guys that run around. Mm-hmm. What's up with those things? It's just the, uh, they're just like little parts of it. I don't know. Like, there's not really much of an explanation. Well, what did they do to uh, Lizzie Kaplan? Because they bit her. Oh, and she... there's a thought that it's almost like an alien where they can like impregnate you and then it just expands in your body and you explode. Or there's a theory that like when they bite you, they implant some sort of poison that makes you explode. Hmm. Hmm. I truly think, though, just walking down a pitch black subway like is just terrifying in itself without oh, having for sure. little creatures run around it. I think the rat thing is super interesting that they don't realize that's why the rats are running and they're like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's creepy. That it seems is creepy. so creepy. Um, big Lizzie Kaplan fan, but she's kind of whack in this movie, I think. I think most of the acting in this movie is really bad. I, th- I think that like basically Rob is the only real good actor in this movie. Yeah, I think T.J. Miller's okay. I, I, you would think I didn't get sick of him. Like Hud's kind of funny. That's yeah. yeah. That's before he became like T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. Yeah. yeah. Before yeah. he grew his hair out. True. He's canceled now, right? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. He yeah. like did some shit to his girlfriend or something. Um, previews for this movie were Star Trek and Indiana Jones, pretty heavy hitters. J.J. That's um, his boy Steven, though hooking him up. True. Yo, Bailey, did you see in the intro to the movie, did you see a logo that you might have recognized? Darn mm. My Initiative logo? Oh, what was it? It's like in the intro when they're flashing like the title sequences of like the government found this footage. There's a Dharma Initiative logo. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking I was thinking of you, Mike. Like when they first flash all that footage in the beginning, I'm like, there's so many numbers, so many like symbols. <laughs> I'm like, it probably the, all means something. Dude, the Cloverfield nerds are pausing every frame. Dude. <laughs> uh, this movie, when they sold it, it came with a, a DVD, but it came with a CDR called Rob's Party Mix that had like all the music from the party. So oh, Yo, I was cool. going to quiz you if you could name the songs that played during the party. I wrote some down. 
I mean, I have a list here. I'll try not to look at it. There's a <laughs> <laughs> there's West Coast by Coconut Records. There's Beautiful Girls by Sean Kingston. That Gorilla song, nineteen two thousand or whatever. Um, there's a Kings of Leon song. Taper yeah, Jean Taper Jean Girl. There's a song that I think like says something about it's like a New York. It might be like not the Strokes, but a band like that. Mm-hmm. And it talks about like it like sh- the first time you see Lizzie Kaplan, it says something like I'm about to explode. Yeah, like they might have done as like a little. Oh, uh, interesting. Shout out to her later on. Uh, um, a band called the Blood Arm. A song called like Do I Have Your Attention? Maybe something like that. Yeah. What? Yeah. Spoon. Uh, that famous Spoon song. Oh, <laughs> when they played it on their knees. The underdog. <laughs> oh, that that one. Yeah, where they play the spoons on their knees. Yeah, Hambone. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, Cloverfield in my book is it's Film cool. Friends approved, without a doubt. I love that. Um, in it's case you're wondering, something Jay- I'd watch again. Okay. Yeah. I, I I feel like Jordan always says things are Film Friends approved before he like asks me. Yeah, or me, in that matter. True. <laughs> well, is it not? No, it is. Okay. <laughs> You know, just, you know, shoot me a text just before you're going to say that next time. Okay. Cool. <laughs> JJ has confirmed that the bombing eventually does kill the creature. So heads up. Oh. Oh. It'd be cool if it went back in the ocean and then they had a Cloverfield movie underwater, deep sea. There's a movie called Underwater that takes place underwater and it's about deep sea drilling and there's a giant sea monster. So I went to see it. TJ Miller's in it and John Gallagher from... And Stewart. And oh, Keith Stu and shit, John that, Gallagher, yeah, and John Gallagher from Ten Cloverfield Laner, and it. So I was like, oh, I'll go see it and see if there's like a Cloverfield shout out. There wasn't. <laughs> Did you enjoy? Yeah, it? airtight. No, it wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> love the commitment. Literally though. airtight. Had to see it to, to believe it for myself. The board. Yeah, yo, crazy. I love your commitment to the Cloververse. Mm, me too. Thanks, dude. Speaking Box of office, the commitment, we hunt, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I, I I remember waking up at like six in the morning to watch the Cloverfield uh, Cloverfield yeah, Paradox that. with you day after the Super Bowl, baby. And mm. it was awful, <laughs> it was so bad. We got we got bagels mm-hmm. and like got all ready for this, and we were, went into lit, work late, and it just fucking sucked. Yeah, I I loved doing that though. Good hang. I'm sorry that that sucked, Mike. Yeah, it's okay. Thank you though. Have Thanks you for watched the Super Bowl party? Now, are you a part of the Cloverfield community still? I, I much like you, I'm a lurker. I look at the Reddit page. That's the like, I don't I, I don't fully understand how Reddit works, but <laughs> I go on that Reddit and I just like look to see if anything's happened. Yeah. Neither do I, dude. You're gonna ask Jordan though. He's like an expert, I think. Yeah, we'll talk about lurking. All I do on there is lurk. But um <laughs> I mean it's made for lurking. Cool. Well, yeah, we are uh out of time we're, gonna, we're out of time <laughs> let no, me shout we, out let me shout out a couple other things real real, real. oh go oh, for go it go for it box no, no. office <laughs> oh, thanks box office was 172.4 million what do you think the budget was i cool. think it was 200,000 i'm going to go like probably 80 80 what actually no i Bucks. said 200,000 million yeah that's a lot isn't it so I, I'm gonna go. It's, I'm gonna say 10 million. 25, 25 million. So okay. 80 it, million. 200,000. <laughs> so I mean, it does have that low budget feel, but I feel like because it's bad robot, one of the first big bad robot things, I feel like it had a pretty well, good budget behind it. Well, the effects are crazy. Effects yeah. are very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watch. I always up. watch. All, 
Say it again, Kate. I'm sorry. They still hold up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and I feel like it is time stamp, but they're good effects. So like, it, it feels legit. You know, it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like super hokey. Um, at the, I always watch to the end of the credits because uh, I think the score is super sick. There's like no music for most of it except for the party. Uh, mm-hmm. But the score was written by Michael Giacchino, who's like the dude that works with J.J. Abrams all the time. It's a song called Roar, and it's supposed to be like a like an overture, like a shout out to like old heart, like monster movies. Yo, know, halfway through it, I realized there's no score to this. Then it made sense. Like it's found yeah. footage. They're a little like orchestra hits, but I think those can be confused for like the monster or something. Yo, too, so during the bridge, like... It sounds like the bridge creaking, but it's actually music. It was like yeah. effing me up. It was it's interesting. Weird. It's yeah. super weird. Um, yeah, and then at the end of the credits, uh, it also if you if you listen, there's like audio at the very very end where it's it sounds like they're saying help us, but if you play it backwards, there's somebody saying it's still alive. So that was like that was a cool Easter egg that everyone found like when first watching the movie. So yeah, but then JJ squashed it. <laughs> well, it's still alive in the movie. They, he says it eventually kills the creature. He confirmed that at like Comic Con or something later yeah. on. Yo, I hate that though. That kind of like that kind of like fucks up a sequel for him. He's me. probably tired of people asking about a sequel when there's not going to be a sequel. Well, that's well the thing could, is like, yeah, there I, could still be a sequel. Like it's it's just before the monster dies. Or maybe it shows the monster dying to confirm it. Because, like, I feel like only Cloverfield heads that check the boards know that it, he said it's dead. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's not in the movie. You don't know for sure. Only the real heads know. Only real heads will know. Um, cool. <laughs> Thank you guys well, for putting up with my ranting. No, I dude, I love it. it. Honestly, listening to, you, listening to you talk about it makes me want to, like, get into it. But It's yeah. cool, man. I don't the know second. what else I'll get into with it. <laughs> The ARG for the second movie was really, really cool, too. Like, people watched, they released four different th- four different trailer cuts. Like, they'd show the whole trailer, then they'd show one blip of something at the very end, and people to, like, put those together and figure out what that meant. Like, there were numbers on each, and they corresponded to those uh, coordinates that people went to, like, in the real world and got that box or something. Interesting. Yeah, That's pretty really wild. cool. Yeah. Pretty wild. The second one's awesome, too. I love that movie. Me so too. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, let's uh, let's rate this one and then throw Mike on the hot seat. True. Um, I'll go with a. I'll go with a. Uh, I wish there was a UFO in it, but besides that, I think it's a great movie. <laughs> Interesting. I wish the alien would have. Well, I guess he's not an alien. I wish he would have jumped in a UFO and flew off. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Who? Um, I want to see someone jump into one. Um, I'm gonna give it two thumbs up. Right on. I'm gonna give it an eight. Nice. I'll give it a bunch of little creepy crawly little clovey Ooh. monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those things. Ah, uh, fuck them. They creep real me gross. out. Mm-hmm. Real gross. Um. They're like bony spiders. <laughs> yes, they are. Speaking of bony spiders. You ready to hop into the the hot seat, Mike? Yeah, let me just my... Yep, I'm ready. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to start you off with a, a warm-up. We already kind of talked about it. Uh, besides this one, what's a what's your favorite found footage movie? Do the VHS anthologies count? Oh, yeah. I would count them. I think one and two are great. VHS They're, viral is uh, is uh, an abomination. Yeah, literally found footage. <laughs> like, yeah, straight up. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I forgot about those. That's a good good call. 
What Thank about you. you, Bailey? Um, this is my hot seat. Uh, <laughs> uh the vi the visit. <laughs> the vi the visit. <laughs> I don't know if you know what found footage is. That's not found footage. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. Is it M Night, dude? <laughs> no, I know. But is the whole thing found footage? Literally found footage. Yeah. They're, they are all like using the laptop and. And the camera. <laughs> God damn. Yo, I'm a poser, I guess. That... Yo, M Night, bro. Come it, on. It pains me that you guys like that movie. Yo, I like that movie. But I guess I don't know it that well. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to give it a rewatch, dude. Damn. Um, what about you guys? Beauty and the Beast. Okay, is that one found footage? Um, <laughs> I guess yeah, like the be? computer. How else could they get that report? <laughs> the report. Yeah, how else could they document that? Um, do you have a hot seat question? Oh yeah, did you? There's a lot of people in this movie. Um, yes. Did you, <laughs> <laughs> did you pick Mike Vogel because you share the same first name? <laughs> I did not. Uh, like I said, I, I, I would have gone with Odette Usman because uh, she's also in that movie The Unborn, which is really bad. Hmm. Uh, and uh, I think Lizzie Kaplan's more of a TV actress. I don't know that Michael Stahl David has a ton of other work that I've seen. So it's between those two pretty much. Um, is, is it true that um, Jordan dodged the question on his favorite found footage movie? <laughs> yeah. Let's hold his. Let's hold him to the coals. Um, well, I have to give a different one than Paranormal Activity, so I'll go with uh, Creep. Oh good, yeah, Creep's good one. Good. good one. I like that yeah. movie. Creep two, not as good. Still good though. I like it. Yeah. Um, now, if you were a pro now. skater, what would your special trick be, and I'd, what would it be called, and what would it be? <laughs> So I'll answer it in the reverse order. I'd put the board on my head and balance it and just run around on my feet. <laughs> and it'd be called the upside down. It'd be it'd be called the uh the Dairy Queen Blizzard, like you know when they can turn it upside down and uh, it yeah. that way. Mm -hmm. So it'd be called either like I was gonna say before, the upsy downy or the Dairy Queen Blizzard. Well I'm a, I'm partial to the upsy downy. Yo, yeah, I love that. See Thanks. that's better than the whole movie grind to me. <laughs> huh. I agree. Hey, that's fair. I have both um, these movies on DVDs. Did I mention that yet? <laughs> I think I'm all out of hot seaters. Really? You I said you had one. Um, what's your favorite big cat? <laughs> Ooh, okay. So it's going to sound like I'm jocking someone's style on Twitter, but the Siberian tiger, dude. I, in fourth grade, I did a presentation on one. I like made posters about them and stuff. I was very into the Siberian tiger. Now tell uh, everyone what you were into in fifth grade. <laughs> I forget what my answer was. Your teacher. <laughs> Oh my teacher, that's right. <laughs> she got she got married the summer of fifth grade into sixth grade and changed her last name. So you know, oh, what a bummer. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, yeah. Once again, great hot seat. I have one more. <laughs> great hot seat. I have one more question. Let's hear no, it. No, I. What I was trying. Sorry, it's late at night. My head is killing me. Um, what I was trying to say is Mike always kills the hot seat. I have one more. Great answer. Oh, you have another one? Yeah. All right, it's still <laughs> flaming. Um, Mike, you're super into Cloverfield. Yes. <laughs> um, Fact. If you made one, what would it be about? 
if I made a Cloverfield movie? Yeah. Oh, that's tricky. Would it be like, hmm, I guess I get to decide that. I don't think it would involve the real Cloverfield monster because I'm leaving that to the pros. I'll do one that's in the Cloververse. Um, the Cloverfield monster fights <laughs> fights Rob in space. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's it's a it's a direct sequel. Sorry, it is a direct sequel. Mm. Gotcha. In nice. heaven, rather. Sorry, in heaven. Cause <laughs> what about Ooh. hell? And God's just holding the camera. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Why would the Cloverfield monster go to heaven? You ask. Yes. Uh, he got. Uh, he was in court. They took it to Supreme Court, and they were like, "Yeah, he didn't know what he was doing. Temporary <laughs> he pled, insanity. Pled <laughs> insanity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he got into heaven on a technicality. Uh, cool. Um, yeah. Well, let's end it there. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, Mike, thanks for coming on. It's good to see. It's been a while. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is super fun. Thank yeah, this you is fun. For thanks for on. introducing us to Zoom. Yeah, they're going to say grind. I was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, and before my head falls off, I think we're going to sign off. But uh, stay safe. We'll see you soon. Probably see you tomorrow. Um, Bailey, any any parting words, parting thoughts? Um, uh, I hope everyone has a really good day and week. Oh, Love you too. It. Love you guys. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> and to the listeners, as always, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Mwah. Bye. Michael Shannon.